Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, we praise people when they do something well, when they achieve their goals, or for a certain accomplishment. We want others to know what they've done. We're proud of them. When a child wins an award at school, when a friend is promoted at work, when you've been working really hard on something and finally get it done, it feels good to be praised, to have others recognize our accomplishments. And if the accomplishment is big enough or of note, then memorials are built. Songs are written about it. Days set aside to remember the event so that the praise won't last just for a day or two, but will be passed on to generation after generation. So it was for Israel's exodus out of Egypt. They had been slaves for so long, so long, that it was all they could remember. They were slaves, their fathers were slaves, their grandfathers were slaves. The burden of their slavery was getting heavier with each passing generation, and there was no end in sight. They cried out to the Lord as we considered last week. Remember what we heard them say? Lord, have mercy. You got it. Let's say it together. Lord, have mercy. That's what they cried out. And people, the people of God, have been crying out to God. sent on Egypt. How many plagues? Go ahead. Ten. Yeah. First, there was ten plagues. And then for that, not only sent those plagues on the land of Egypt, there's more. It affected only Egyptian, in most of those cases, the people of Israel, and there's even more. When Pharaoh and his army set out after the Israelites, God divided the Red Sea so that Israel could walk through it on dry ground, while Pharaoh and his army were drowned. 
So you know what Israel did for this great thing that God had done for them? They sang about it. They sang about it. A hymn of praise. For music helps the word, these events, get in our hearts and our minds. They praised God and wanted future generations to remember and to do the very same thing, to never forget what God had done for them. And so they learned and sang the hymn we just read about, the hymn of praise. As great as all that was, there was a greater exodus that God had in mind, a greater exodus that God was working toward from a greater slavery to a greater freedom. The exodus from Egypt was put in motion when God sent Moses to Egypt, and this greater exodus from our slavery to sin, death, and hell was put into motion when God sent his son into the world. When he did, it was the angels, the angels, who sang a hymn of praise. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Remember how I said when there's a great event that people set up memorials to this and they sing songs about this? Do you know that even artwork does that? We have angels, right? They're the Christmas angels. And by the way, the words are in German because the people who began this congregation, they spoke off Deutsch in German. Over there, Erisagot, glory to God. And over here, Frida of Erden, peace on earth. We sing in the hymn of praise and the glory of Excelsius about this, right? To remember this great thing, how God took on flesh and blood and Jesus to save us from our sins and ultimately went and died in the flesh for our sins, for our sins and rose victorious over them that we might receive his forgiveness, his life, and his peace. Those angels, we're not exactly sure when they were first put up, but it was somewhere between 1903 and 1910. We know after 1910 that they were up. There was pictures from the church. So that means that these angels have been around Trinity for at least 114 years, just in this place, to remember this great event. The angels, how they proclaimed that God had taken on flesh and blood in Jesus to the Bethlehem shepherds, that they would know, that they would know, and that those words and that praise would be continued on throughout the ages. That message is now repeated and sung by generation after generation in the liturgy of the church. A hymn of praise to our God so that we always remember what God has done for us, how God rescued us, 
and how we praise Him for it. When we sing the glory in excelsis, we start with the words of the angels. But we don't stop there. The words of the angels, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Just as Israel's song proclaimed what God had done and how, and how he did it, so does our hymn of praise. Listen to the words of the glorious excelsis. I'm going to take a quote from it. Not only the glory to God in the highest, right? We sing this as well. Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. Jesus gives his life for the life of the world. It's the life of God's Son. In today's reading, the daily readings that you find on the green sheet, there is the account of how God told Abraham to take his son and to sacrifice him. And this didn't seem right. His son Isaac, which means he laughs. And by the way, he was called that because God did the impossible. Sarah had Isaac when it was impossible for her to, her, for her to have a child. Abraham believes God, trusts God. Trusts that he's going to make it all work out okay. And if you remember, if you read that this morning, Isaac said, Father, the fire and the wood is here. Where's the sacrifice? And if you remember, this prophecy, if you will, was, was proclaimed by Abraham. God himself will provide the lamb, my son. And if you remember, God didn't allow Abraham to kill his son. No, God would offer his son for the life of the world, the Lamb of God, who alone takes away the sin of the world. And the blessings of that Lamb we receive today, his blood in the chalice, his word that cleanses us from all sin, the certainty that his holiness is given to us. Our sins are forgiven and we are made righteous with God. We are made good with his goodness. You were clothed with that goodness in holy baptism. And he continues to give you his goodness through his mercy and love and forgiveness. He's the holy one who makes you holy. He alone is Lord, and since his ascension into heaven, he still hears our, our cries, Lord, have mercy. And he has mercy. And he hears our hymn of praise. Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth among whom he is pleased. With these words, 
in our ears and on our tongues, we are reminded and we remember what God has done for us. That as God rescued Israel, so he has rescued us. The sin in us and in the sin and the sin in the world, it cannot win. The death that is eating away at us from within and that assaults us from without has already been defeated in Jesus' suffering death and resurrection. The problems that vex us, God can and will ultimately use to our good. So while our future may not be easy, it is safe and secure in Jesus. So the Gloria is the second ordinary, the second part of our liturgy that is ordinarily in every service. With it, we take our place in the great exodus of people who praise and proclaim the glory of God. Israel was the people of God brought out of Egypt to freedom. We are the people God brings out of death into life. So we sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. Glory to God in the highest. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and our lives in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.